0: probably spent many Ben Astorim maybe working out after all Yaakov Avino he comes he walks up he's the the rock throwing wrestler and here he comes this week's Parsha and we see he has this fight with the Sarish Al-Esav. so what's this fight? what's this wrestling match? is it the the Avinu picks heavy stones off wells. The the strong Yakovinu against the Malach, and they're fighting back and forth, and no one's winning. And it's they're just it's just such a good match that it goes into the twelfth round, and it just so it's for sure. Obviously, Avinu was Yeshivayelim. It's the Ish uh, Tom. He didn't leave the Bais Yaakovinu wasn't a bodybuilder. This fight with the Malach is Kedusha of Yaakov Avinu against the Tumor, which is the Sariya This is a kulai, ruchniya stick of battle going on here in the middle of the night. And the Kedusha of Yaakovinu, the Torah, which Yaakovinu stands for, against the unbelievable Tummah and, and Ra. That is the Sirel Esav, and they're back and forth, and back and forth. So what happened? Sirel is able to get a little kinech of Yaakov Avinu. He's able to get him in the Gidah in the thigh. How, how did he get him? What happened? What happened that the body of the Sirel was able to get him a little bit? <clears throat> and therefore, we don't need to get nosha anymore? If we wanted to, what does it symbolize? If we wanted to to if something bad happened to Yisro, so we have Tanesim, we have bad, but why would that's something that for now on we can't eat to get it, What does it symbolize that we can't eat together get an anymore? So the Major says that they're going back and forth. The Malach Nakavino back and forth, back and forth, the Kedusha, Tumbah, back and forth. And the Major says that the Saiyasla of Show Yaakov Avinu Klai Yisrael and what chet? What are they doing? Show Klai Yisrael being the chet ego. And that, in that second, he was able to chap him He says, "What's pshat? How is he able to happen in that second? He says, "Yaakov Avinu, what does it he mean he's fighting with kedusha?" I mean, Yaakov Avinu is one hundred percent his scarvas; he's connected. With the Ebishtim. He's fighting hand in hand with the Ba'inish His connection to Hashem is so strong that nothing could get him. Nothing can penetrate. Nothing can get through. He's cool, like, cool, like He's like, come holding hands with the Ba'inish Slayim. And when the Malach showed him the Chet the Hegel, he showed Christ all dancing around the Egel of Adizaya. He broke that his scarves. He broke that connection just for a second that he was able to slip in. He was able to hurt him and he was able to get to him. So I heard a Misa, I think I said it here before. But there was a guy who needed a few dollars. The loan sharks were coming after him and he needed $10,000 on the quick. How's he supposed to get $10,000? He goes into the bank. And he sees, goes to the teller, to his account. His account's overdrawn. It's not going to work. And as he goes leaving, he passes by the most unnoticed person in the whole bank. He passes by the security guard. And no one's giving him the time of day. The security guard, he just says he was a nice guy, so he said, have a great day. And the security guard looked up. Me? Oh, have a nice day. And then something dawned on him. He says, this is how I'm going to make my money. I'm going to rob the bank. And how am I going to get away with robbing the bank? So he goes on to Amazon and he buys a security guard outfit or he buys it from Rabbi Saperstein's store. A security guard outfit. And he puts it on and he, sure enough, he tr- goes for a trial run. He walks into the bank. He comes up. Hi, I'd like to make a transaction. And nobody's noticing him. Who notices a security guard? Who notices a cop? A cop is... He makes it, goes out. Sure enough, Three weeks later, he's ready to go. He buys a fake gun, and he buys a fake uh, handcuffs. He has everything going for him. And he walks into the bank, and he puts a note down. says, this is a heist. Give me $10,000, unmarked, whatever they say. All the unmarked bills, small bills, whatever it is. And the teller, she's nervous. She starts giving him the bills. Putting it ten thousand dollars, not a lot, just you know, a band, hundreds. She puts it down, and everything's working exactly as he's planned. And he takes the money, and he puts it into his pocket, and he's about to leave when there, in the corner, the guy behind him in line was an undercover cop, and he's trained obviously to see things that are out of the ordinary, and he noticed the look on the teller's face, of fear. And trepidation, she was nervous. And he started looking, and he saw something was up. And he realized what was going on. This undercover cop in jeans and a sweatshirt. So right before this guy is ready to leave the bank in his cop uniform, this undercover guy tackles him. And he says, you're a thief. Get to the floor. Sound the alarm. Get it. And the cop says, get off of me. the figure says, so get off of me. I'm a police officer of the law. How can you do this? Get off of me. No, you're a thief. Stop right now. And they're fighting back and forth. And they're on the floor rolling. And the cop's a big guy. And the guy, the thief. And he pushes the guy away. And the last second, this undercover cop, the real cop, grabs his, his, uh, his handcuffs. And he takes one of the handcuffs and he quickly slaps it around his own wrist. And he takes the other side and he slaps it around the thief's wrist. He says, if you're going, I'm going with you. The last chance, the last way to hold on to him. And by now, the alarm's going, and the guys—he's pulling him literally out of the bank. And they get to the parking lot, and the cop he pulls out. Get on the floor right now, little boy! Cops behind the, get on the floor. And the cops are looking, and they both pick up their hands, and this hand up, this hand's together, and the other guy's hands on the other side. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! And they said, "Get on the floor!" And the cop, the guy dressed like a cop, the thief—shoot him! This guy's a thief! Shoot him! Look at him! And the guy says, "No, no, no! My agent! I'm an Agent Seven My name's uh, uh, Private O'Reilly. I'm thinking, this. Is, I'm a cop undercover. This is a..." And the, co- the guns are going back and forth, and they're going back and forth. This guy, no, you think I'm a thief? Look at him! I'm a cop! Look at him! This guy's a thief! Back and forth. No, I'm undercover. He's a thief He's dressed up. You think. And the cops are mamas back with their guns. And they don't know what to do. Finally, the sergeant in charge, the lieutenant. Looks at them and says, Stop! He sees there's no real threat. He says, One of you, undo the handcuffs. And the real cop reaches into his pocket, of course. He pulls out the key and he undoes the cuffs, and they arrest the thief. So the eighth works that he handcuffs you, and he tries as hard as he can, time and time again, to break that connection with the Brin Shalom, to break that escarves. What can I do to pull you away from Rochnius? What can I do to get you out of the Bismajrus? What can I distract you with? And a lot of times in the Siyanus in the Velt, we do. We fall tired in the Siyanus. The Shaila is. Do you still have the key? The struggle is, are you able at one point or at any point to be able to reach into your pocket and say, in this Nisoyen, I can still get away. I could still, I have enough in me. I'm not lost enough, I'm not far enough that I can still break away from this Yitzhahara. Because the Yitzhahara, his main tactic is to make you feel that you can't. To make you feel that you're nasikaheter. Nasikaheter means... That it's not a real heptar. Nasa hepter means you're so gone in this Nasayan, you're so lost in this taiva that you, when it comes to should I do it or shouldn't, you don't even think maybe I shouldn't. It's not even an isser to you because you're like, you're, you're, that's exactly where the Yitzhakara wants you. The best place that you could be, especially as a bachar, is a person thinking, I can't do this, this is not for me. I was talking to a guy in yeshiva and he said, I don't like, I'm not happy in yeshiva. And I said, why? And I just give me a reason why. You come in the morning, you look so sad. What's shot? I don't know. I don't know. I said, you know why? The are has you exactly where you're supposed to be. Thinking to yourself that you can't steig. Thinking to yourself that you can't do it. You're in a place right now where it's not for me. The Yitzhar is holding the keys in front of you. He's laughing at you. And when I asked the 12th grader, there was a beautiful, a beautiful Chabur yesterday, and I went over to a different 12th grader and said, "No, you're next." You know what he told me? It's not for me. Zahara. Asaf, Asaf. The Zahara who's holding on to Yaakov Avinu, and he's breaking that connection with the Brinish He's constantly going to stop. Whether it's like Rabbi, Rabbi like like we heard it from Rabbi Gottlieb last night, whether it's the a phone, a new thing, a new something, it's constantly, constantly trying to do whatever he can to get us away from Ruchnius. So why can't we eat the Yeranusha? Because the Yeranusha isn't just a vein. It's not just a piece of meat. It stands for, it symbolizes, this is the piece, this is what happens when that connection to the Eivishter is broken. This is what happens when that break the link between you, your Neshama, and the Eivishter. This is what happens when the Sahara wins. There's nobody too far. There's nobody sitting here today no matter what in whether it's, it's with your phone and, and things that you shouldn't be looking at, whether it's being on time to Yeshiva, whether it's learning for Seder, whether it's being in shir, whether it's understanding the Gemara, it's all the Yitzhahara laughing and dingling those little silver keys for the handcuffs. Just dangling in front of you, he's saying, I won. Every time you say, I can't do this, I can't pass this to Sayan, I can't get this filter on my phone because no, I, I, need, I need this app, I need this website. I have to be able to access this. it's hora, dangling the keys in front of you, saying, "I have you. I have, I have that handcuff so tight around your wrist, because I convinced you that you can't. I convinced you that you're not good enough." It says this is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, living his life, sitting in just sitting in his life. It's just me and Abishta. Just me and the rabbi, Yishan. and in our world today, we have the same thing. We have the Dalek, Dalek, we have the Bezmejish, we, we have Yeshiva, and the rabbi here are more than welcome, more than happy to come, come here. I, I, I'll give you the keys, I'll, I'll show you the way. Come here, Look, sit and learn, and you'll feel Givaldic, you'll feel better. I told this boy who was sat in Yeshiva, I said, You know what you have to do? Take off the handcuffs. Sit in yeshiva, and I promise you you'll feel better. No, it doesn't. Work. I promise you you will sleep at night feeling fulfilled, feeling accomplished. That's the Kaya That's what it does. This connection to the image that brings on the next and the next, just like the hurry makes you further and further, brings you closer and closer. Or you say, every one of you has those keys. Take those keys. Tss, break off those handcuffs. Shabbos. Shabbos.